Welcome to Cinema Bushido. This episode, we're talking about the 1972 Lone Wolf and Cub Baby Cart to Hades. Directed by my man, Mr. Kenji Misumi, badass motherfucker. Uh, produced by Zatoichi himself, Mr. Shintaro Katsu. And starring his bro from the same Mo, mom, <laughs> Tomusuguro Wakiyama. Uh, with me, as always, is Daigoro's dirty nappy himself, Mr. Lee Cleef. How's it going, Lee? Hey, buddy. Every day's a holiday. How are you doing today? Excellent, excellent. Tonight, we have the return of a star. Uh, he's been with us before. It was an episode we had to throw away because uh, things just went too, to shit. He uh, is like a David Cassidy kind of star. We're so happy <sighs> to have him. It's Mr. Tony Tan. How you doing, Tony? Well, now that you know about my bedroom habits, I, I'm embarrassed. I'm doing great. Did Dan Cassidy great. have bedroom shit? Dude, he, like, died in, like, some foreign country. Oh, being no, no, that's not David Cassidy. That's David Carradine. No? You David Carradine. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, same initials. <laughs> Come on. To Tony Tan you to wish you up. were David Carradine. You wish. <laughs> yeah, you got drunk and get paid selling um, a part of a garden hose as an exercise equipment. On nineties uh, infomercials, he was amazing. It was yeah, a, it was a it, saint. You hear me, Tony? And a there's saint. no there's no way that my smile is as good as a partridge. You I know? have to tell it's, you, it's, it's, I've it's read on the internet that the average male penis is four inches, so I feel pretty good about life. And I'm told that David Carradine's is five. So fuck you. You know, well, hell, he's got an inch and a half on me. Exactly. That's bastard. David Carradine, if you watch his late movies, where he's just so blitzed through oh, the yeah. whole thing. Oh yeah, I mean. Hero. So he's, he's kind of like um, the what's his face Aikido man. You know he just kind of went crazy. Like he uh, went crazy. In Steven Seagal. Yeah, Steven Seagal yeah. like drinks so much fucking green tea. He's just like, I think I I am a cooker. And it's like no, you you're know, not. You're just a fat guy. Let's move on with life. David Carradine. I think he really did have one of those things happen to him. Like he drank some mystical liquid and he just became like high 24 7 like he couldn't even get off anymore he's like i gotta i gotta be hung in a fucking closet in taiwan by two 80 pound ladies if i'm gonna get off (laughs) (laughs) real quick true story i actually did aikido with steven seagal once i believe it you taught me you taught me aikido douche that's all i'm gonna say um okay well lee was the one that brought this lone wolf back i mean we were planning to do them all anyway but he i said what do you want to do and he's like finally let's get more lone wolf going so uh lee we're gonna just start with you what do you know buddy had did it stand up to the first two films because i'll tell you a little bit of trivia the first two films were made into a single film a single 90 minute film so they took two hours three hours of movie shoved it down to 90 minutes and called it shogun assassin so number three which we're doing now would have been part two of shogun assassin but i don't know you watched them as a purist you've seen one two three and so has tony so what do you think number three does it continue in the vein i I would say it it's i mean you can't it's not a bad movie you can't have a bad love of cup so far but I would say it wasn't. I mean, nothing lives up to the first one. Right. Sword of Vengeance is here, here the pinnacle of just amazing cinema. This was the first movie where I thought they tried to rela- to uh, rest more on their intellectual laurels and tell a story. And uh, it was a good story. Uh, you know, it was like one of those things where you have to put down the sake a little bit and pay attention. It's not just all consensual sex and and uh, violence. There's in between the rape. There's an actual story, 
and uh, it's circles within circles, and and it, they they kind of make that clear, and it all comes back full circle. That's why there's the circles at the Buddhist temple, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a it's a lovely movie. I would actually think that if you're squeamish to these kinds of films, this would be the first one you'd introduce to somebody who's not used to Low Wolf and Cub. Yeah, you know, I'd throw out that this one felt kind of like a lot of kung fu, like poor low rent kung fu films feel that they're just going through the motions. Like, I happen to know Shintaro Katsu is a little bit more like on top of how swordplay works, and I don't know. I just saw some cheesy stuff that just never should have happened. It's more like nobody knows or cares. Let's just do the story, the story of the fucking damaged looking fat guy with a half beard, pr- fat prince. Fat prince and his baby with a katana. Well, he was never a prince, by the way. I think maybe. I don't know. If you took it, like, Lone Wolf, like, when he was, like, 20, he looked just like Prince. <laughs> I bet he did. And now he's like, what do you want? <laughs> Come on. Sorry, Tony, on to you. Oh, Give us the What did you think? I, you know what, I... I agree with Lee. I think the first one was just hands down the best. That really got me jazzed. And to be honest, I, I remember seeing bits and pieces of the first, never the second, never the third. So this was an awesome kind of, kind of uh, what's the word I'm thinking of, uh, immersive. Just immerse myself, watch them all back to back. And and it was good. But I, I thought the first one was just so much better. I, I, was, I was waiting for, you know, my, okay, I ask you all to tell me, all the secrets, all the reasons, right? He didn't even say that right in this in the third one. But right. I I don't know. I, I really liked it. One thing I liked about it was the kind of oversaturation of, of all the colors. It just kind of felt like one of those seventies oh, movies was where they're Yeah, it was just, it was vibrant, it was cool. But I do agree that they kinda it, it, it felt like they were kinda trying too hard, like they were running on the successes of the first two and they just kind of felt like hey we have our audience we have our fans let's just let's go all uh, all intellectual and heavy dialogue on this one you but might be I right. loved it. they went a really long way in the films um there's six total but there's also just like zedoichi a shit ton of television i mean i think i may be wrong um i read it not long ago um but i, I think it was 26 seven, episodes of television as well or 28 episodes of television so a two different series over time so i mean the the story lives on where you know perambulator against the winds of death and and i had no idea this was actually from uh from a manga yeah i i had no clue so now i'm like okay i gotta find my i gotta find those manga so help me out really quickly, just so I can get it straight in my head, because you just watched them, Tony and Lee. Yeah. You may remember. Number one, is that the three iron guys, or is that no. sexy no, that's, uh, ninja that was, lady? That's the second one. Okay, yeah. The, the second one is the theme is who assassinates the assassin. Okay, yeah. Right? So number two might be my favorite. Number one, it sets the stage, the, yes. the cool water sword maneuver yes. and his descent into we are just demons on the road to hell. But yeah, number two with the Iron Man and the sexy lady ninjas has my heart. Okay. I hope you can't hear those crickets <laughs> right now. Sorry. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Okay, done. Okay. Um, now, and- <laughs> now slap yourself in the face. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, let's walk through this a little bit. So this one is different. Um it starts out so much like a Zatoichi. Uh, it's 
it's uh, Ogami Ito and Daigoro in there coming up to take a boat across the river and the dude's just like hey you can't bring that baby cart right away we're <laughs> setting the stage that like baby cart doesn't need to be taken anywhere because baby cart's its own fucking boat so he's looking on the back and the guy's like oh I get it now and it's really beautiful like it's all really well choreographed and uh, the cinematography is beautiful blue skies what do you guys think I, I, I thought it was kind of cool I was like how is he going to get that boat on there I don't get it I don't get it because then like the previous movie, they like shot bullets at the bottom. It's got iron on it. I think it's going to be heavy. Yeah, and then floats. he just tosses it in the water. And now you ties know, a rope to uh, it. Spoiler <laughs> alert! Now you know it's actually full of like heavy iron, like you know, <laughs> armament. So surprise! Yeah. But if you didn't know that by the third movie, then you must have been sleeping. Okay, well, that's cool. Yeah, so, if you didn't know by the end of the first movie that that baby car was like the end all be all. It was everything and anything. It magic. Was, he, blo- he blocked bullets in the first one. He's got weapons on it. It's it's like it's the magic. samurai era kit car, right? That yeah, exactly, exactly. So you know it's going to float. You know they're going to risk that kid's life. You know he's he's leaning precariously over the baby cart to reach over and grab that lady's stuff. You know, and you just know that if he if he fell in, there's no divers there to save that kid. Yeah. That kid's going to die. You know, um, one thing I love I about like this was- this particular. Um, this movie compared to the other ones is we Daigoro's growing into his scowl. Oh yeah. He's got that look. Every time dad does it, he's like, mm. Daigoro. And then his, his forehead froze and he, he's got that stare. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, so interestingly enough, right at the beginning, we get a little foreshadowing of what's going to happen. Uh, the, the Ogami Ito sees the underwater breathers swarming around the back of the boat i thought that was interesting because i mean i i just watched this i don't and i was drinking just to be fair to everybody listening i don't think we saw the bamboo people again until the big ninja battle later right i was disappointed yeah i was i was waiting for you know he holds his sword up he looks in the reflection i'm like oh yeah here it goes here we go here we go i better sit down for this and nothing happened he kills those three ninjas of the bamboo forest yeah yeah well, oh, do you think that was them? Well, no, that okay. No, that but, wasn't them because they came later and they did no, come out I of the think, water. I think Lee's got something on us. I think there are multiple ninjas. They're just like not telling. They're not doing good storytelling. Apparently, the the one of the three was the head of their ninja clan, and though and so when they're in the woods, like off the beaten path for a second, cuts down to those bamboo and then dispatches those guys. Yeah, and then later on, that's where we he get sliced them the, out the, of the, the bamboo tree things. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay, yeah, but, thanks for teaching yeah. us. Yeah. No, I don't know. Tony, all we're saying, all well, he's oh. saying, and I agree now in reflection, is that they're just tons of ninjas. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, that I you cannot. We don't have a, we don't have a short supply of ninjas. So the no. next three who are sitting around while the place burned, which was ridiculous, they're like. As a- as a rounder, I just want to point out that they could reuse the same ninjas and I wouldn't know the difference. I'd be like, oh, that's legit. <laughs> that's true. You know, I was watching, um, just the other day, I was watching this movie. It was called, I think, like, uh, uh, Yo Jimbo. And um, they had a, a freaking, the guy from Last Samurai was in it. It was just like the main guy. It was really good. Okay, so <laughs> moving, moving on. Um, 
Tony Tan. Uh, yeah, so now we get to the part with uh, all the Ronin and being a little rowdy. Yeah, so so I thought that was interesting, right? That that was one of my first scenes. Maybe we're going a little too too fast there, but we're not. Um, so so correct me if I'm wrong, right? Because I watched all three of these, and maybe they're all kind of bleeding together. But uh, you talk about the part where they're they're in the forest, they're raping the 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 black tooth mother and her daughter. And... It's come. It's you're right before that, and the part mm-hmm. is. Um, it's kind of like one of the guys were establishing that he's got a little bit of honor because he's like, I don't want to rape and I don't want booze. Yeah, Kambe, uh was it uh, Magamura? Yeah, that that was yeah that was well that kind of led up to one of my favorite scenes. I I was I was waiting for a throwdown there, and I loved the stairs. I loved the respect they kind of shared. Um, there was there was a lot of respect, a lot of honor. It was you know he's asking for a duel, and you later find out you know he just he just he really wants to die. He failed, and he just really wants to die. Totally. And I that was cool. That that whole kind of kind of chemistry between the two right there then was I thought that was beautiful. There was there was a uh, samurai bromance in my in my opinion. The best part about that was like they're at that way station getting some sake, and Kambe's like he's a real samurai. And these guys are like the faux samurai that are infecting the masses, right? Like these guys can't use their swords. They're not competent. They're drunkards. And then on top of that, they're rapists. And at first you think they're talking about just getting a piece of ass, like prostitutes or girls that you seduce. That's what it sounded like. At first. And then they like make it very clear that they're, about, they're all about rape. And that yeah. rape is great. And that they, their favorite pastime about being wayward samurai is rape. And then they proceed to rape some girl and her daughter, like in the most, it was. It, it's not graphic in the sense it. The, it's graphic in the way that they let your mind let yeah. go where it's gonna go. It was. It was gross. That one dude is grabbing the old lady's legs, and he's just like, oh, tongue, oh, tongue no. out, going in. Yeah, that was. I, I wasn't quite prepared for that. I was so I'm mad because I, I kept thinking of what you guys were thinking. Lone Wolf's gonna show up any second and stop it. Because he's yeah. our hero. I didn't think that. But he's no, I our didn't hero. think that. He's just like, he, oh no, look at He never people. stopped that rape in the first movie. Totally. Yeah. He just let it happen. Like she rape was. She loves, rape she, was a real she, thing in Japan. She do drug. <laughs> yeah, I I wasn't quite prepared for that that rape scene. I'm right there with you. I I I figured they were just talking about you know spending some coin right and uh, you know hitting a brothel kind of thing. But that happened to me in real life recently. There's this guy. He lives in Chicago. And um, it's one of those situations where you're, like, having drinks and you think that we're all, like, on the same page. Like, I don't know, I've hung out with both of you and had drinks with both of you. And we're on the same page. Like, you're, like, oh, you start talking about something. I kind of know where you're going before you even finish the thing. So this guy, he's just, like, he's talking about parenting. He's like, well, I can be pretty strict as a parent. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. You know, I know it. it's, like, strict parenting, which I don't really. But, you know, still kind of. Then he's like gets into this like graphic thing of him like, like truly like bullying his kid in this really dark fucked up way, and I was just like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" I mean, like it, I, it was like a full like flip. I'm like, "Who, who are you? Why are you talking to me? Like that's gross. Why would you?" Like he was talking about like shaming his kid and making his kid do dirty shit after his kid disappointed him by breaking something, or I don't know. And anyone who knows me knows it's like. My kid's like, oh, shit, I just broke all the dishes. I'd be like, oh, crap, now i got to get more. 
We should probably find a broom or something. I don't know. But yeah, it was like so night and day different than the way I deal with life and and child rearing, you know, anyway. It was like that. It was kind of like I'm watching this thing. And then suddenly these guys start raping. And Master Kanbai comes and he's just like, oh, I'm just going to go ahead and fucking kill the the raped mom and daughter. I'm just going to go ahead and murder them so we can cover it all up. I mean, what? My notes say exactly this. Master Kambai is a sick fuck. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's more deep-seated than that. He's He's got a lot of honor. He's doing what he needs to do, right? Honor would but, have been he cuts down those yeah, Well, that's right true. Honor, fuck you, that. You're right. You're right. Honor's, yeah. That's, no, that's not true. Kambai's sick. No, he drew lots. He kills one of them, so that way their master has all the ornamental samurai that he can have. Sans one, one of them dies, and at the same time they can get through the uh, the whatever station, the guard station on the path with a plausible excuse. I mean, do you really think that like that lady and her attendant would want to go living in that society, having been like dishonored in that way? They would uh, never, it would never go down like that. Yeah, but who would know, right? I mean, it's, it's a lot of you know. What happens if Vegas stays in Vegas, right? I mean, if, if they don't say anything, then it's their own dirty little secret. But I thought it was interesting that, that Kambe told Ogami, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm basically, I'm ashamed for what I did. I just, yeah. I killed innocents. Because you, you know, me. Duel, duel me now. Right. Yeah. So, you know, he still has this, you know, some semblance of, of Bushido, this, this whole kind of samurai ethics that he's trying to live through. I gotta say, I agree with both of you so dead on, because Tony, you, you're absolutely right. But also, Lee, you're right. Like both of you, like from a from a like strategic perspective, Kanbai is making the best choice he can because he wasn't in there raping and and murdering too. He was just you know, well, yeah, he was murdering, but he wasn't raping. But yeah, no, I get both. I get I get the code of the samurai, but also the strategy of a warrior who's trying to not disappoint his um, his boss. Yeah, he's just trying to make some money. In a time where even if you're a good swordsman, it's not a lot of money to be had. Hmm. I'd hate to be in those times getting raped all the time. It would suck. Don't ever commit a federal crime, ghost. I know, right? I think about that all the time. Like, is this a, I'm like, I'm like, is this a federal crime? I'm like, no, this is definitely a state local crime. I'm okay. No, no rape for this one. Like <laughs> this, when I steal the newspaper from this guy's hotel room door <laughs> it's probably only a fine or maybe i get banned from the hotel federal though he, he totally had an uneating piece of toast on his tray it's okay listen if he's not gonna eat it wait, wait, he was uh, done with it it's gonna go to the garbage he's not gonna That's come right. back he's not gonna reopen the door and grab the toast i know like empirically it doesn't happen i agree with you right, i agree Take the oh. damn toast. Okay, let's um, now. So this is the classic thing. We talk about the movie a bit, but we're gonna get to all the good shit because it's all coming up. So we're gonna do favorite scenes, and we're gonna do two favorite scenes each. And because Lee brought this movie up, and he gets robbed so often on favorite scenes, he gets to go first. So Lee, you just grab that baby by the fucking balls and you well, make that baby your baby. Well, I hate to I hate to steal it from you guys, but it's the SEAL Team Shuriken. Yeah, I love that. So we have like this. We we see this like this 
this uh, SEAL team of, of ninjas with the bamboo rods that come up out of the water a little bit, spy them. They come up on the they submerge. They come up on the shore, and then they 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 very without any sound they flick these uh, these um, uh, these incendiary devices that are and and uh, uh, Lone Wolf and Cub are in this uh, makeshift uh, straw hut that they've put on the riverbank. And and if you've seen like fire catch like any kind of a tree or anything, it doesn't take long. It, and so they catch it on fire, and it looks like there's no way out of it, right? And they let that baby burn to complete ash, like smoldering ash. And then they go to check it, and then it's like we see um, we see um, Lone Wolf, and he his blade pops out, and it's like it's like that famous Star Wars. Um, uh, dialogue, you know the, that general. He's like, it's clearly a Fowler snare, because he was like, oh shit, look, he says, he, you don't have any power. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have any power. And then he's like, he made a he made a little earthen hole in case it was set on fire so they can hide out. And then fucking he just and then he gets into conflict with him. And then these guys like run smoke around him. And then we get like kind of like a Zedoichi callback, the patron saint of badass motherfuckers, right? Yeah. And so he can't see, and then like the ninjas form fucking Ninja Voltron, like they all they go up in a stack and form Ninja Voltron, and then they they miss with their attacks, and then he still can't see, but he can sense like Zatoichi, and he fucking tricks them all into like gutting each other, and he gets one of them, and I was like that made me happier than, well you know the line I do it makes you happier than a bride on wedding planning day. That sounds horrible. Yeah, it sounds like you can't eat, and you get to throw up if you do eat, mm-hmm. and you hate everyone. But you here. look so fine when you get your pictures yeah. taken. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you look. You look fine you're in Hollywood. You're gonna look hot yeah. for the first time in a That's long right. time. I'm gonna eat the shit out of that cake. And when that when the, when the pictures are done, I will eat all the cake. I'll even eat the shit from the dog who ate the cake that fell on the ground. It's my <laughs> cake. Fuck you. It's my cake. Rusty trombone that cake. Rusty trombone that cake. I swear yeah. to God, in and out. Burp, 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 cake. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. that's, what, that's what we call like Canadian wedding cake, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> With maple syrup on it. It's just a dog turd. It's it's a, it's a dog turd full of like sprinkles, like those sprinkles that you get on ice cream, and then a little bit of maple syrup. It's a Canadian Canadian rolled in maple mm. leaves. Mm. Licking trees in the forest. It was the original inspiration for the hockey puck. Okay, knows that. All right, Tony T Dog, Tony Tan, uh, give us your number one favorite scene. So I, I wanted it to happen so bad, and it was bittersweet. But towards the beginning, it's like I don't know, nineteen, eighteen minutes in the beginning is when uh, you know Kambe and, and Ogami were facing off in the field, right? Their duel, and then. They're they're staring, you know. They 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 draw their swords, and then Ogami just decides, "Okay, we're done. Let's call it a draw." I was like, "No!" I think my wife pounded on the door, going, "Are you okay?" No! I so wanted that to happen. It was just that look. It was like in their mind, you know, your typical kind of you know anime fashion, where they're in their mind's eye attacking each other to see who would win, and they. You know, put their swords away, knowing who would win if they actually did something, right? Because you know, back in the day, a good day for a samurai was a day you didn't draw your sword. Because if you drew your sword, that means somebody somebody's dead, either you or the other guy. And I don't know. I was just I was kind of 
just I really wanted it to see a one-on-one duel because in the first two movies, Ogami just kind of walks all over everybody, and I'm like, oh, here's here's a real challenge for him, and I so wanted it to happen, and it, and it didn't, and I was disappointed, and then you know, spoiler alert, at the end, I was I was happy again, I was very happy, that was my favorite scene. Yes. Well, my real favorite scene I'm going to hold because I know neither of you are going to take it, and it's awesome. Um, but you guys know me well enough that I'm going to put a combination of a few scenes together, and I don't think I'm stealing anything here. But it's uh, I'll I'll call this entire favorite scene. Don't bring a gun to a sword fight. So <laughs> first one, lady gun. Yeah, doesn't get to shoot it. He throws a nice pin right below the hammer. Fuck you. Right in that. Yeah. yeah. 100%. And then, of course, um, the best thing ever, there's this stupid dude, and he's so good with his six-shooters, and he's shooting the shit out of stuff, and Taikoro shows up, <laughs> clapping for clapping. him up, the, up on the edge of the, <laughs> show the, me the more. valley. Like, show me more. Yeah, and he's showing off, and suddenly the little boy's gone. And then it was the fakest drowning I've ever seen. Taikoro's pretty much just squatting and taking a shit in the river and splashing his hands on the water. And the dude's like, oh, God. Little boy needs help, so he takes off his guns for the first time, jumps in the water. He has to swim about 12 feet before he realizes he's in, like, two feet of water. And at that point, he's like, oh, crap. I left my gun right there. And Daigoro just stands up and looks at him like, really, dick? And, yeah, he gets cut down right there. Don't bring a gun to a katana fight. See, and I thought that was cool because it's kind of a, 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 a play-up from one of the first scenes where he's in the water. He jumps down. You know, after he's he's accused with uh, I can't remember the head guy's name of y- Yagyu. The Yagwe. Yeah. They yeah. should have done that again. Him doing the maneuver. It would have been so in the cool. water. Yeah. Yeah. There's also a really great Zadoichi where he goes underwater like Jaws, and he like cuts the fuck out of all these guys. Remember that one, Lee? It was number seven. It yeah, was that was, that was so good. And, uh, a, and the villagers are all going dot on. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, it was yeah, like 60s yeah, cinematography scene. though it looked just like jaws it was hilarious it was so good. It was so i was gonna say got that compressed oxygen tank but that was pretty cool you you missed the best part because like then after the guys cut down uh lone wolf is like reaching out the cub with his arms out he's like come here my little accessory oh, to murder. it was the best like, <laughs> was come like, on oh. sweetie Come on, did you get a tear in your eye? I had He's a like, tear. Let me get you out of the water, my little sweetie. <laughs> oh, Thanks for cool. helping me kill him. What's it, cool about that first scene is that they, the guy with the six shooters, they make it look like for a second like he's going to shoot at the, the little boy. Yeah, right. That first. Oh, dude. That first scene. I'm like, is he actually going to take a shot at Daigoro? I'm like, oh, you fucking kidding me? And then you establish that he has a, he's not a, an evil guy and for that he pays with it with his life yeah yeah it, i was sitting there going in my mind is he gonna throw a knife is he gonna throw a sword how is he gonna deflect the bullet here because he's gonna shoot that kid no never happened you know zadoichi could actually just knock the bullet away with his katana oh totally yeah i but i An don't i don't just think, right to split the bullet in two i don't think uh okami ito could actually do it yeah but you know what a great thing about uh, another thing is the Tohiro scene was that, like, my girlfriend is that, like, she, at first they're like, oh, whoa, 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 this is a samurai. And then the memorial tablet comes up for the girl that he, he's going to save. And it's like, it, it goes circle. It goes full circle back to the first movie where yeah, that exactly. tablet was planted on him. And he's like, no, like, no reasonable compromise is going to be set. He's going to he's gonna walk the demon away. And I thought it was so cool because then the, the woman, she's like, super hot. And she's like, really, like, 
I called her the Yakuza princess. Yeah, uh, oh, exactly. Uh, Torizo is her name. She was yeah. the best. She yeah. was the best, and she was like really like clever and cerebral. That ending scene like, where she wanted to run to him and they like stopped her. I'm like at the end. Yeah. No. You run to him, girl. You run to him. Yeah, you run. <laughs> the best part emotion. they all three were wearing the exact same costume. It was like unisex. I was like, bro, wear your shorts it's, it's, a little down, bro. It's funny you bring that up because when they first showed them, all you saw were like the feet and the legs walking, and they were all hairless. And I'm like, yeah. are those girls? Are they guys? They Wait. knew that her legs were super hot, and the other two guys, they were getting paid the same amount. This was an earlier <laughs> time. And they said, if our legs aren't as sexy as her legs, we're not doing the film. So they went ahead and shaved them all down so everybody could have sexy legs. Epilates, yeah. Epilates, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I said shaved. Try. You're right. They actually used the epilady. They did. It was popular or, back in 1972. Or or a tub of Nair, one or the other. Nair didn't exist yet. Sorry. Oh, uh, well. Lee? It should have. Number two. Throw it at us. The Army versus Ogami. Oh no, for sure. So good. Oh my god. It was like it was like he show he shows up there with the with the cart and there's about fifty guys. And this was like the most Zatoichi part of the movie. Mm-hmm. This was like the most Zatoichi callback. Because Zatoichi will kill like forty people on Didn't we part. have a Zatoichi like this? I was having flashbacks. The desert, the shit ton of people. I'm like, this is a Zatoichi. I don't remember Zatoichi in the desert, but I do know that he goes into that that, and they have the high ground. Oh, they have. Ooh, maybe I'm thinking of him in the the gold flakes. You're, you're thinking, of, yeah, you're thinking of the gold flakes. Yeah, the chest of gold or whatever. All right, but uh, this motherfucker he shows up there, and he just got he's got an, he's got a stone face, you know. And uh, and you think he's fucked because they have a couple of guns, they have a couple of rifles, they have archers. And he just like hits a button, or his son hits a button at the right time, and like a a, a flurry of of semi automatic rifle fire comes <laughs> from the front of the cart, and it's like large caliber. It's not small. It's like bordering on mini cannon. Yeah, I mean he had and to he, shoot like two hundred yards or something, right? Yeah, he he fucking he's just like eliminating all their uh, all their long range shit. So then he gets tr- go ahead. I, I counted. There's twelve barrels. I, yeah. I did. I counted. There's twelve. Barrels. I mean, it was it was better than an early Gatling gun, really, because at least he didn't have to fucking do a rotary. It was right. amazing. And then and then he, he fucking and then he pulls out all his weapons that he's got off the cart and whatnot. And then he's like, they're charging him, and he, I was just like, man, I was like, dude, killing is this guy's business, and business is good. Like. You're not gonna kill this guy. He's just murdered like all your top people. You guys are nuts. My note is machine guns and grenades. He's motherfucking Ogami yeah. Rambo. He, he, I, yeah, I tell you, tossing kit grenades. Kit The kit cart. That's yeah. totally. And you know, it wasn't all that far off on an early grenade. I mean, like the the Romans had them and whatnot. They mi- mixed napalm with early mayonnaise and glass jars and toss my people. Nice. I mean. Yeah, so I mean, it wasn't like entirely like un. It wasn't the outside of the the cart. It wasn't unrealistic, and and it was he just, and then he just completely destroys that whole army, and then, and then when he gets to the actual governor that he's got to kill, like it's like a it's like a, a fucking can you count to six, motherfucker? So he's like dodging like six bullets, and then this guy, this cocky motherfucker, has him dead of rights and shoots one, 
uh, sword out and he shoots the other sword out and then he goes into a ditch and it's like you have no fucking rounds. Oh, dude, I think it. I think it precedes Dirty Harry because it was the classic thing. He's just he's just sitting there looking at him like, yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah, click. I know click, what you're asking like, yourself. Yeah, I can count. Did he shoot six or did he shoot five? Exactly. I I well, can't quote that, but yeah, <laughs> I thought that too. I'm like, I I already lost count. And then he pulls out the guns that he stole from Homeboy, who's got yeah. the heart of gold. Guns that motherfucker down! I was he, like, yes! He shot him in, in the back. The back. <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah. This ain't no Zadowichi, bro. It's a fucking low wolf and cub. Yeah, you wake the fuck up when I fucking show you a rape scene. This is like low wolf yards cub. out right in the back. And maybe it is the thing, because, you know, Zadowichi would get shot at and deflect the bullet into the guy's head. Where Lone Wolf is like, no, I stole these guns. I'm going to use them. <laughs> oh, Gami made love with a prostitute and she was grateful. Yeah, <laughs> that was one of the best scenes ever. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. All right. Hey, you're up, Tony Tan. That's right. Tan me good. So my, sec- my second favorite scene is at the end of Lee's first favorite scene. Of course, it circles right back to Kambi. I just I gotta see these two guys fight. I have to, have to, have to. You got the uh, the the Yagu guys up on the hill watching, right, waiting, hoping this is their chance, even if they didn't pay this guy to do to do the deed. I'm like, come on, they gotta do it. They gotta do it. Right? And they're sitting there staring and you got the flashbacks, you got to, and I, I think it's cool because they don't do flashbacks in black and white. They do flashbacks in like Sienna or whatever it is. That kind of Yeah. Yeah, Sepia. I love that. Thought it was so cool, and then they they do their whole thing, and they do one quick round towards each other, and then it's like over, right? And Kambe looks down, and I don't know what they use for blood in these movies, but it is the most beautiful, bright red. I just want to bathe in it. It's awesome, and it's <laughs> it's just squirting out. I believe it's ostrich sperm. It's oh. red like that because they eat a lot of uh, pomegranates. So I think Man. they just collect a bunch of it and spray it on everybody. Wow. I, you know what? You're probably right. I, I, you know, had I been there, I could probably smell it and recognize it. But no, no. So, so they're sitting there facing each other. They, they do the, the deed. And, uh, of course, you know, Ogami kind of sacrifices himself a little bit. He gets slashed in the back. No squirting blood, mind you, because he's too good for that, right? His, you know, Bushido strong. And uh, slowly it turns around, and there's Kambe, you know, with this look on his face. And then it changes, and then he realizes, right, he's, he's, he's been skeered. Looks down, and there is the beautiful sword, which is the, uh, what was it called, the, the Dotaniku? Dotanuki. Dotanuki. The Dotanuki sword, which is actually kind of cool, by the way, because um, it was made by a, a sword guy back in the day that didn't care about looks. He cared about functionality, utilitarianism. This thing could like cut through anything. And that's what he built his swords for. Mm. And uh, so this, so, you know, Ogami's sword is just the most badass of all. And here it is sticking out of him. So I want to stop you for a quick second, but I want you to continue straight on. But I have a note about that. One thing I love about Ogami Ito is everything he has is janky as fuck, including his sword. I mean, yeah. when he pulls it out of the guy, and he's, I'm like, yeah, of course that's his. Like, he isn't just randomly choosing one. It's like, there's no aesthetic to it. It's got it's, the most ugly yeah. suba ever. And if you don't know what a suba is, it's that little round thing that protects your hand if somebody's sword comes down towards it. It's kind of nasty looking, like a dirty piece of copper. I wrote a note on that because I just love it. Like, he, everything about him, his hair's always fucked up. He hasn't shaved. He's greasy. 
He was like <laughs> Colonel Sanders got morphed yeah. into, you know, fucking Bruce Lee and then got hit by a truck. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't found that 16th, you know, spice for his, you know, million dollar <laughs> chicken rub. Right. I know. He's like, chicken I'll find it one day. No, so, okay, anyway, so so they're sitting there, they're, and Kambe drops to his knees, and it's it's just, it's time. He's ready. They talk about, you know, being a samurai and everything, and then Ogami gives him props, and Kambe's like, yeah, okay, I'm I'm happy now, right? And then Ogami pulls the sword out, and it's just the geyser of of red, what would you call it, ostrich sperm? Just shooting everywhere. And then Kambe sticks his uh, wakasashi sword right in his gut, and before he even has time to drag it across his belly, wham, right? The, uh, the executioner just lops his head off. And for this being back in the, was it 72? Something 72. like that? 72. Um, the special effects of the head laying on the ground with, like, no body, I mean, that's, that was cool. I'm glad you brought it up because I felt the opposite. I saw the head there, and I'm just like, fuck off. <laughs> like, it's this weird, perfect slash mark of superimposed land. But only on the top, right? It's kind of fuzzy. I get it, I get it. But at the bottom, there was like this pool of blood coming out the bottom, and I don't know. I thought it was cool. Boo! I was, I was, Boo special effects, guys. Eh, I don't know. I liked it. I, I was hoping. I was like, That's come on. Wrong. You're, you're being a cunt. You're being a cunt. It was a, good, it was a good shot. Like, they kind of cut away just a second before you see the blade kind of hit. And then they do the camera roll, so you get like the impression the that you're seeing the head. You're turning yeah. me into yeah. a snake. I can't stop. And then, and then this <laughs> this motherfucker. Like the best part is that like we learn Kambe's backstory, right? Like why is he such yeah. a badass? Yeah, so he's, he's like he's a badass. Yeah, he's like the real deal. And he like they were gonna get fucked, and he was like, I see the edge, and he fucking did his he did That's his right. job. And that was the prop, right? That was the prop that Ogami gave him. He said, yeah. you know, I would have done the same thing. The exact same thing, and, and then he could die with, with peace. And I'm sitting here thinking, you know what? I would have done the same and thing. And he said, I like one of the best line. You guys even bring it up. He brings up his whole live by death thing, which I thought was. Yeah. I love yeah. the, his, his like, you know, it's always it's a big spoil, but I just love, like, anytime it's like anything's going on, why are you such a dick? He's like, I'm a, we're demons on the way to hell. Live by death. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's right. the best. Reminds me of the ghost dog thing again, too. Right. You know, yeah, hundred percent. It's living by death. <laughs> like we're done. We're done. We're, you should always be dead. Right. You should I, always be dead as a samurai. You I wanted him to say contemplate that your death oh, and God. live like as if you're God dead. Damn it, I wanted him to say that multiple times. In that, when that one girl was fucking with him about saving the chick, she's like, "You, well, you could die." I wanted him to just be like, "I am already dead." Like, yeah. what does that fucking matter? Like, let's yeah. do this. Yeah. So, so the one last thing about that scene I want to talk about is that I was so hoping that it would not be ruined, like, by him, like, talking or, you know, or something, the severed head on the ground. And instead, all it was was just so slightly, like, opening of his mouth, and you could, like, see his teeth. And to me, it was like a smile. You know, he, he died, and for that last, you know, few seconds that his brain had oxygen, oh my he, was, God. he was happy I want an edit of this where the head starts talking. Thank you so much for beheading <laughs> me, Master Samurai. I am so happy I could live, I could die a, a decent death. Drop me down your hakama. And, <laughs> and just... Is there way you could bring me with you? I'll ride on the back of the horse and tell you stories of my father. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just but, put me on a pike. Okay, so you guys will both love this, especially uh, you probably tell me because you just watched these in order. Um, and Lee, I know you'll love this, but um, right at the end when the song came on, I'm like, oh, yeah, I love that song so much. And they sing I, the. I wrote down some lyrics from that song. I, I thought it was so cool. It it's was like, so good. The song it was. was as good as anything in the movie. And to have the song coming back to me again, I like I was slapped in the face by it. I'm like, oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, they have the oh coming on, the wolves are coming. Yeah, it was really Exactly. Wolves, both father and son, the wolves are coming. I loved it. That was so cool. Very poetic. Alright, you pulled me back in, so I'm ready for number four. So You know what's really cool is like when that Lord is trying to help the his his Lord die with dignity. And the guy's like, no, he's like being a pussy. He's like, no, I don't want to do it. And then the, like they they show Ogami being like, well, my 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 sword is being cleaned off. I'm here. I look good. I got my dress on. Let's do this. And then and then like they cut away at just the perfect time when he swings. And then like you see the fucking arm chop off. Like, bro, accept that in honor. You just you just gave your lord an honorable death and lost a goddamn arm. A yep. goddamn arm. <laughs> exactly. That was beautiful. <laughs> Terizo's dad, right? Wasn't that uh, Yakuza Girl's dad? Yeah, they should have been farming that guy's sperm for years. He was making hot, hot ladies. (laughs) I'm glad that we all loved her so much. Because if you actually look, she's not actually all that hot. But in attitude... Shut your fucking mouth. In attitude and all, she has my heart. So... Yeah, I was I was waiting for the hookup, you know, in there. Uh, up to the end, she's standing on the hill. Me too. The one wrong part of this movie is that there's no, like... We don't get to see your titties and ass. That's the only bad part. <laughs> All right, guys. Are you ready for your top six challenge? Well, first off, any more to say about this? I think we've yeah. covered. Yeah, okay. One more thing. So I thought it was so awesome throughout this whole movie, unlike the other ones, was the the sword tip placements, right? That That's what my notes say. So there was a part where – You know, just the uh, tip. Just a tip. Right. Okay. Just a tip. Um, even at the end, my second favorite scene where he's facing off with combat, he holds his sword up, and where the camera's at, the tip of the sword is right in, like, Right at the eye of uh, of Ogami, and previously there was another scene where you know he was standing there with the uh, the the guy who runs the area that he eventually killed, shot in the back. Sure. Right? You have uh, uh, Saman, the guy with uh, with the sword, and then the gun guy. Right? They're sitting there saying, "Well, if I would have attacked him, you know, he would have you know killed you." Right? But that whole scene there, he's sitting there and he pulls his sword out and he's holding it off to the side. But all the camera angles have the sword like just pointed right at. At the leader guy. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Why can't I remember his name? Um, the governor. Yeah, the governor guy. Right? Um, so, uh, uh, no, I like the uh, governor. One time in this, I saw um, Ogami Ito put his sword into his sheath upside down. Oh. You shut your mouth when you talk about level of a cop. <laughs> I didn't he, see that. He but really that did. Up he point. did. And he I'm like, clearly ha- has a drinking cup. I'm like, fuck you, movie magic. <laughs> You can you can only be moving magic if you're magic. Don't make me see bad things. So Matthew, the connoisseur of all things Bushido, right? So so Wakayama, so Ogami Ido, he is just a little too good at that sword flare, right? He does his thing, flips it around, right slowly back into the sheath. It, it, does he have any kind of like uh, I don't know uh, martial arts experience, or, or is he just I don't know? Uh, an, ex- an ex-bartender, and he's just really good at flair? Absolute, absolutely zero. You know, I consider a lot of this, and Zadoichi sits in, in the same boat, and Zadoichi, it makes more sense because he has the cane sword, and I have to think that Wakayama has been taught a lot 
by Shintaro Katsu. But it's very, very much like a dancey style to doing things. It, There's nothing. It is, but it's. But from a from a kind of a movie standpoint, it's very beautiful. It's just it's it's like he, he does it a little too good. Like wow, this guy's really that good. You watch like Kurosawa, and you watch uh, you watch Mifune do it. You watch Mifune oh, yeah. with a sword, and there's something truly magical about it. Like I gasp a bit at times, and then you watch yeah, then you watch these guys. You go from something beautiful, right, dancing on the blade, to something just brutal, and you just don't want to fuck with it, right? And and yeah, and 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 Wakayama is on that kind of beautiful side. Believe it or not, um, if you just want my opinion, and I'll throw it out here, um, because the way things happen over time, and people want to be more perfect or whatever, um, Quentin Tarantino having somebody like the Bride uh, brandish a katana has way more like of that realistic. I'm not just flailing around in a little spinning dance as people fall side to side. I'm slashing the fuck out of chests and heads and arms and legs. Right, and, and then you're yeah. and you're talking about Kill Bill, right? The yeah, absolutely, and, and you know it's the same ridiculous style of blood. Uh, blood is like in your body at um, 500 you know pounds of pressure. So the... like every part of your body is an artery. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. But, you know, and knows. and coming from a guy who can swing a stick like a sword right as i pretend i can the the, the first kill was great um the choreography how you know the the it was great but kill bill 2 was not that good it was it was like they didn't hire the same guy or yeah. i'm not sure what it, they just yeah, there's, it was it was all one movie at one point and i'm sure that yeah. would have been its own level of disappointment but they um, just got tired by the yeah, end and decided like, to you know. He took all the good bits and threw it into number one, as far as most people are concerned. And I'm mm. kind of on there. I mean, I do like some of the references in number two, but the whole part with the shitty Mick trailer park and the buckshot yeah. in the chest and the punching out of the grave, just go fuck yourselves. Yeah. I'll tell, I'll tell you one that didn't get enough love recently was the extended cut of, uh, of um, Deadpool 2. They should have kept Ooh. that Tokyo scene in the movie. Because they cut that scene like a third. Oh they shit! Cu- they cut it like a third, and t- You're and so like right, and it's like it's like he just it's a it's like commando meets katanas against other katanas. I'm, yeah, that's it. Now, now you guys spoiled it for me. I but haven't no, seen it. It's not the theatrical cut. You got to get the super duper cut. This it's is the, the first extended five cut. minutes of the film, Tony. So you're okay. No, okay. no, but this isn't the theatrical cut. Like the theatrical cut shows like. Maybe 90 seconds. Oh, I get that. But, I'm saying that we haven't spoiled the, the movie because what he's going to see, it's the oh, it's the lead up. Oh, but it's, the extended cut, get the super duper cut, skip the whole theatrical version and get that super duper cut. And in the first five minutes, you're going to see like the most badass modern katana fight yeah. in forever. Like it was like they really paid homage to the old katana fights. You were like, yeah, I, I was kind of sad they didn't make more money off of it. But oh, well, what are you going to do? It's, it was successful enough. And that part was the best. Yeah, like, that was the best point, part of the movie. Deadpool's just cruising along. That's the opening of the movie. It's just kind of showing he's just kept kicking ass. And he's in Japan and he goes in and fights some Yakuza that happen to be katana experts. And it's beautiful. That's all I'll say. Surrounded by katana motherfuckers. And he, he doesn't go away without getting fucked up. It's the right, best. Right. In Japan, of all places. Mm-hmm. A good place. You guys ready for your top six challenge? Let's do yes, it. Satan. I'm going to throw one more thing. I'm so sorry, but we didn't talk about it at all. The torture scene? Anybody have anything to say about it? It was uh, weird. 
It was a chanty. It well, I got bored. I mean, oh, the only thing I could think of was like you have to understand that I thought about the cat of nine tails, the Roman cat of nine yeah. tails. So it was said that a strong man could survive thirty to forty lashes. So I felt like, yeah, I mean, a, a guy of Ogami's uh, musculature could possibly survive. Right. You know, uh, I, otherwise, See, out, outside of the dunking him in the water, which I thought was pretty much pointless, the beating. I wrote down like uh, Osama bin Laden torture time. You know, just kind of like, what do we do in the Middle East? Oh, right, we waterboard. Let's we just waterboard it. people, but it wasn't. It wasn't the same thing because they. They when when they throw that fabric over you and they they deluge your nostrils and your mouth with water, you can't you can't gasp. You you're automatically fucked. It's a biology thing. It's what we prosecuted the Japanese. This for, was long torture. kiss good night. It was just oh. drowning. Don't talk about that movie. I I haven't heard the uh, Cinema Bushido that one yet. But I, oh, the one where Matthew Whitaker tells lies about me. I what did I say? Okay, that I'm, one? That's you it. I'm gonna have that, to listen to it now. You said that I didn't. That you declined me as you were recording it. I was like, <laughs> "You fucking liar." Well, you know, I actually, I think to be fair, I say let's just say I do that because you um, didn't want to actually do it. So we deny you as a joke. No, well, but no, but we lied about. It. But he, the, my favorite part about Ghost is he'll tell the tallest tales, and I'm just like. <laughs> Especially if I'm not there. It's like, okay. <laughs> well, not just him. Steven does it, too. I'm all red-faced right now. Um, I don't remember what I said, but I felt like it was in the spirit of you didn't want to come, Lee. They accused me of being locked up like the Goonies monster and fucking memorizing <laughs> gun. Wow. Oh, best day ever. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna go I can't help it. I just remember things. I just visually can see things. Junk. Fuck you. Junk. Baby yeah. roof. Long kiss, good night. All I can think about is that damn deer scene in the car. That's the only thing I remember about that. Which, movie. by the way, Lee, in the opening scene, I like Long Gina Davis. By the way, I think she, I thought she was hot in her in her opening scene. The one he's talking about, where she hits the deer, the <sighs> guy that's sitting in the passenger seat of the car that's like grabbing her tits, is the old uh, detective from Highlander. Oh, very nice. You, you know, cruising Mr. for a piece of ass. Excellent yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Torture scene. Torture scene. Um. Yeah. So I was in there trying to decide: Are they just doing something extra because he's like a tough samurai guy, and they're upset with him, or is she really that infatuated with him that she doesn't want to kill him? She just wants to bring him to the end. But uh, the fact that they were kind of chanting. And doing I'll tell you thing. this: It's 1972. They know none of the people in 1972 coming to the theater know anything about real feudal Japan and samurai. So they're like, of course. We gotta make some shit up. Like, why uh, else would true. our hero get like fucking tortured? Let's tell him that instead of him just killing all of us right now, he needs to submit to torture, correct? So the whore can be released to him. Yeah, correct. Yeah, but... Because there's no monetary gain, and everything right. is about coin. Right? Yeah, and true, they could have just killed him right there and had their girl back. Exactly, yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. I know. It's, it's like if I was, you know, Doctor Evil, <laughs> you know, that's what I would have done. Right, sharks with freaking That's laser what beams. Scotty on their Evil would have done, but uh, but yeah, I you know, and for them to say, okay, you know, a prostitute probably wouldn't survive this, but you might, you might, right? And then they're like, he didn't even gasp. It's all like uh, setting up the whole, you know, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the uh, demon way spirit. He's like, yeah. look, finds but, its own fortune. He's like, I'm not afraid. Right. I'm, I'm, I die. I'm I die. If I don't. 
I'm that much stronger. He's like the he's like the anti Ichi. Like like I said, I say it every time. Ichi is the movie you show your kids in Japan, and then when they go to bed, you guys watch Little Wolf and Cub. Right, and you know what? Ichi would never have submitted to that. He'd be like, "Oh yeah, you guys could try to tie me up. Come yeah. come as close as you think you might get with." He'd be like, "You're." all dead right now mm-hmm. and, and you're and just that, the opening credits and that's totally that, right that would have totally just been an that and then it would show him right. walking along he'd get a lollipop some rice balls <laughs> he'd ride on a little wet on a stick yeah totally yeah you see the best all right guys so our top six challenge um based on hades who is a god as you guys know we're talking about greek gods so who's going first we're going through i'm going to ask Tony. you Tony who, Tan first. Who is the god of something? And you're going to tell me who it is. All right, Tony. Go ahead. Go. Okay. All right, so get you it, Tony. first. The first two are super easy to get us started. So the first one for you, Tony Tan, is who is the god of war? God of war is Ares. Perfect. Okay. The red planet, Mars. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. To, to, but we're talking about the Greeks. So let's, oh, okay. Let's keep it Why right. interchange not, the, not the Romans, the Romans the and the, no, the Greeks? No Romans in this top six. So uh, number two is for <sighs> you, Leroy Brown, uh, the okay, goddess, the goddess of wisdom, war, and Athena. Yeah, of course. It's a one to one, you badass motherfuckers. I don't even know the Roman equivalent of that. <gasps> the Roman. No, but those. Yeah. Oh, Athena oh, is my oh, favorite. Spartans, of, what is your profession? Of the Greeks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh! Give from them nothing uh, and take mm. from them everything. <laughs> Lee, that just made my night. Thank you so much. Okay, uh, number three, T Dog. Good thing I got a standing movie. desk. Okay, sorry. Uh, number three. Yeah, yeah. Who's the god of wine? God of wine is Demeter. Nope. Oh, it begins with a D. <laughs> it does. Damn it. Dionysus. I know who it is. Dionysus. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. The short sorry. little, the short little, like goat guy. That's I'm sorry. okay. Take your time. Damn it. Leroy, who is the goddess of revenge? <gasps> Fuck. Can I call Tony on that one? You're going to have to talk a little closer to the mic, but I think you didn't get it, huh? Well, uh, hold on, let me think. Uh, the goddess of revenge God. is the wife of Zeus. God. No. It's not. No, that's Hera. That's, no, Hera. it's not Hera. Yeah. No? no? Okay. No, no, no. It's it's. Uh, oh, you want to steal it, Tony? You don't get a yeah, point. Yeah, Adestria, Adestria, It's Nemesis. Damn it! Oh, what was, it? What, was the, what was what was the Greek god for wine? Because I was thinking of Bacchus. I'm like so Roman. No, yeah, Dionysus is the Greek god of wine. Dionysus. But to be to be fair, that like uh, you know the Romans were Greek colonists. So okay, so like... you guys are tied right now, and you have two Damn questions it. left, and now it's gotten progressively harder. Right, Are you ready? Right. So this next one is back to Tony. Tony, who's the uh, goddess of agriculture? Of agriculture? Uh-huh. I don't think they covered yeah, that in 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 uh, the Percy Jacks, did they? No, not in Percy Jackson. Wait no. a minute. No, but they did didn't. In, I just like, say the this name earlier? The Iliad and the Odyssey and. Didn't I just say this name earlier? Ovid's uh, Metamorphosis. No, Metamorphosis. no, I said it earlier. Is it Demeter? It is Demeter. Yes. Thank you, Percy Jackson. Okay, good. Final question, uh, and this could tie you or give Tony uh, the, the... Come on, Lee. say a Roman name. Well, this one, I don't know if you'll know it or not. It's called... Uh, this is the God of Blacksmiths and Fire. I know oh that. Oh, my I know God. That. I know this guy. I know this. It's... it's... It's oh, Morpheus. Sorry. No. Hephaestus. 
Yeah, yeah. Hephaestus. Next. Yeah, the guy, he's the blacksmith who makes yep. all the weapons in Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God Sorry, damn buddy. Good job. Tony, Tony you win just... all the internet credit in the world. I'm just... I'm just drinking my uh, cheap Trader Joe's whiskey. Actually, it's scotch. Uh, eight Trader Joe's kinda... sells scotch? Dork they do, scotch. and it's not so good. But uh. you know what? I bought it, and I got to drink it. Oh, cool. Well, congratulations. I'd say that was really good because um, I finally chose a top six that uh, Lee could have won. No, I don't. I don't, I don't agree. That's uh, bullshit. Agree. You could have. You're a history guy. You got the shit. I did something different this time. I didn't do obscure facts about babies in feudal Japan like I sometimes do. I did something straightforward and you lost. So, Haley, sour grapes. Hey, just, just for the recording on the Commando one that he didn't do the top six for, I nailed it. He did. Boom. The top six for the Commando episode that would have just come out, I had a whole thing on um, underwear. <laughs> because of Commando. You mean the the one thing you, you don't leave on the table? Correct. That is true. Correct. Do you remember that? That was great. I, I do. Tony, Tony Tan. Tony Tan. Hey, I'm, a, I'm a Cinema Bushido groupie. Are you kidding me? Was that your episode, or are you actually quoting another episode? I was quoting another episode. That, that's the one shit. with, uh, that's another. Uh, with, uh, it was the Bruscapades. The, uh, what was his name? Uh, Herskules? Steven. No, no, Steven. No, oh, not Steven. Steven. No, it was the, the, the. Uh, that was Steven. It was about uh, superstitions. It was Steven because he'd never heard of it before. And it was oh, a local- that's right. And half the superstitions were all like English based. English. Yeah, which, yeah. I'm sorry, good. Steven. Uh, if if I ever speak to you, man, that's that's there's some shame there. Come on, guy. Congratulations again, Tony Tan. You are the winner. Um, yeah, thanks a lot for coming on. What's the next one we're gonna do together? Something uh, ho- I hopefully full of katanas and naked ladies. Oh, you name it, I'm there. Right. I'm there. If it's if it's Asian themed, I'm I'm there. True story. My wife asked me back when we were dating, "You're not one of those white guys that has like an Asian girl thing, are you?" And I looked her in the face and I said, "You're not one of those Asian girls that has a white guy thing, are you?" And I wiggled my pinky finger at her. Mm. I, I'm I I am one of those white guys that has an an Asian thing. Sorry, I am. I will admit that. Well, now you, she's an Asian girl with a white thing. That's right. Ba-dum, That's right. Leroy Brown. Married for years. Listen, never again do the thing where I have to kick you off of one like we did my blonde kiss goodnight. You fucking liar. The real you story for, for our listeners is that night um, I had actually forgotten. I'd rescheduled with everybody but Lee. I'm a, I'm a piece of shit. I'm terrible. No, but no. But Lee still loves me. It, so. No, cut that out. The best part is, is that... Uh, I didn't give a fuck. I didn't like that movie. I, I know you didn't, me. but he, he did. Maybe that's why I, didn't like I that subconsciously movie didn't tell you. We were. You know what? You know what was better than Long Kiss Goodnight? My mom. Any fucking thing I've seen lately. I love silly that movie. Now. I fell asleep. Yeah. I fell asleep twice. I love that movie. I bet you do. All right. I mean, you masturbate to until, it until next time.